0: This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast
1: network.
2: We interrupt this
0: episode for
2: a special news bulletin.
0: We interrupt today's episode for some special Animaniacast and Animaniacs news. That's right. Uh, First of all, let's start with the Animaniacast news For the upcoming 25th anniversary of Animaniacs, we are going to be welcoming back to our show the creator of Animaniacs himself, Tom Ruger, but joining him is going to be another special guest. It will be Sherry Stoner. That's right, the voice of Slappy Squirrel, as well as a writer and producer of the show. So if you have any questions about writing for the show or working Uh, on the show, or Slappy Squirrel, or anything like that, send it over to Animaniacast at RetroZap.com and uh, get them in as soon as possible, and who knows, you might be able to get yours answered on the air. Second of all, some Animaniacs news. The entire series is going to be uh, collected on a new box set. All 99 episodes, including Wacko's Wish, are going to be released on October 2nd. So if you have not yet purchased your DVD copies of Animaniacs, this might be a great opportunity to get them all in the physical media form. Now, if, you have, uh, if you're have, if you looking for a great place to buy them, go to Amazon.Animaniacast.com. That's Amazon.Animaniacast.com. By going there, you're going to go to the Animaniacast Amazon shop. And you'll be able to see not only a place where you can pre-order that DVD set, but you'll be able to purchase other Animaniacs merchandise as well from Amazon. And any other purchases you make anywhere else in Amazon by going through that link helps support our show. So, amazon.animaniacast.com, pre-order that set today. All right, now back to the originally recorded episode. And welcome, everybody, to episode 89 of the Animaniacast.
2: All around the mulberry bush, the monkey chased that old weasel. The monkey thought was all in fun. Was that cuckoo weasel, Jack? Good job, kid. Nice and juicy. Wow. Thanks.
0: And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We're the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And here we explore the series episode by episode, talking about all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And of course, in the end, we get each episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey. And joining me once again in California is my brother Nathan. It's a dollar! (laughs) And across the country, in Georgia, about to make her way over to DragonCon, it's Kelly! Hi
2: there!
0: Actually, I guess, Kelly, by the time this episode is coming out, you'll be probably leaving DragonCon, so, you know, whatever. (laughs)
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) But we we hope it was a fun time. Um, I'm
2: sure it will be. Yes. I'm sure it was. (laughs) I'm sure
0: it was, yes, indeed.
2: Whatever, whatever... You know, present or uh, whatever tense you want to use.
0: <laughs> Dragon Con, it, it seems like such a great con, you know, convention to head down to. I, you know, and I promise I will make it down there one of these days. Especially if they continue to have it on Labor Day weekends, then I'll I should be able to escape from my school for at least a, at least the weekend. One would hope one of these days.
2: You've got to! It's so much fun. Yeah, yeah.
0: One of the bigger cons, and and you know, hey. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I promise. Um, but today, we're not going to Dragon Con. <laughs> we're not talking about any of that stuff. We're talking about episode 89 of Animaniacs. And today's episode features the segments 10 short films about Wacko Warner, No Time for Love. No Time for Love, Dr. Jones.
2: Hey, Dr. Jones, No Time for Love.
0: <laughs> and The Boo Network. And uh, well, guys, what do you think about today's episode? If someone were to ask you in just a few words what uh, you thought about it, what would you what would you say, Nathan?
1: Um, I there was uh, uh Wack, Wacko was in it, I think. Um, I don't, I don't think uh, Yakko and Dot were in it, and uh, that, that's it. Thank you.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yakko, we were Yakko and Dotless. Um, Weird. Yeah, Kelly, what about you?
2: There was a Spielberg reference.
0: There was. At least once, right? One for sure, but in the. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Anyway. Well, Nathan, tell us before we get into our discussion today, when was today's episode
1: first premiered? Uh, oh, so this episode first premiered on Saturday, November 2nd, of 1996, um, which was right after Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Dane starred in the modern day adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. Uh, VH1 just premiered their new series Pop Up Video. Uh, it was two days before Spice Girls released their debut album Spice, and uh, three days before Bill Clinton was reelected president. So there you go. Yeah, a lot of a lot of eventful things right there. Um, mm-hmm.
2: I miss Pop Up Video.
1: Pop Up
0: Video. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I used to. I mean, they would bring it back. I mean, right now I don't have VH1, but a few years ago when it, we did have VH1 one on their cable um they brought it back for like a little special and it was just fun to see those little i just like the sound of it all and everything The mm-hmm. everything and you got to it was like a great way to uh learn funny facts about or just interesting facts about the video you were watching do they even show videos at all i, I honestly don't even know like do they even show Videos on VH1 I think, or MTV I think anymore?
1: VH1 does. I don't know.
0: It'd be more likely, I think, for VH1, too. But I
1: don't yeah, know. I think they do, like, a top 10 thing mm, like, a, oh, occasionally. But yeah. I, I don't have cable anymore, so... <laughs> I know, we're cutting cable. I don't know. Although,
0: I think I might be going back to cable, because PlayStation View is, is terrible now these days. Total other conversation. We'll have a lot about that later. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. First of all, today we had a brand new variant verse. Uh, hey, Yako is in today's episode, Nathan, briefly. He says, Lake Champlain.
2: Lake Champlain. Yeah,
1: he's also in the opening credits, but I don't count that. That's so. true. <laughs> it's technically, he's in every episode. Uh, but uh, I thought,
0: I've never been to Lake Champlain. I don't, has, have either of you been up there into the... Areas of that's in the Great Lakes, right?
1: So I don't even know where it is. I don't know where. <laughs> I'm going to assume I haven't been there, but since I don't know where it is, maybe I have.
2: I have not been there.
1: Lake Champlain
0: is a natural freshwater lake in North America, mainly within the borders of the United States in the states of Vermont and New York, but partially situated across the the uh, Canada U.S. border. Uh, so yeah, it kind of gets into Quebec a little bit. So, uh, I'm going to say no, Nathan, you have not knowing, knowing what okay. I know about you. I don't think you've been to Vermont, <laughs> the area of Vermont and New York, but maybe, maybe you've, maybe you've been doing some no. secret traveling. I'm not aware of. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. <laughs> so yeah. this is what I thought. If you live in the area of Lake Champlain, around that area of, uh, Quebec and Vermont and New York. Um, send us an email, animancast at RetroZap.com, and I'm going to send you a bunch of decals. But the address that you send me had better be a, a, in that general area, like within <laughs> within a, a you know a few miles, you know, close enough. You can't Walking
1: say, distance,
0: yeah. No. <laughs> well, yeah you had to be able to walk to the little lake, and we want to see you take pictures next to the Lake Champlain. And no, I don't, I'm kidding. But if you live in that general area. Uh, Send us an email, and I'll send you some decals, some Animaniacs decals, just for uh, being in Lake Champlain, because because it popped up today. And why not? (laughs) So let's go ahead and get into today's episode discussion. And we're going to start off with a very artsy kind of beginning. Uh, Ten short films about Wacko Warner.
1: Hello, listener. This is Jess Harnell, the voice of Wacko and Animaniacs, and you're listening to Animina Cast, which is the best thing you could possibly listen to, especially if you're not wearing pants. I'd love to go on talking to you, but I can't because I've got a potty emergency.
2: See you later.
0: In ten short films about Wacko Warner it was written by Tom Minton and Paul Rugg, and it was directed by Otto Payton. So, this was actually, I guess it says uh, this was Paul Rugg's final uh, cartoon written for Animaniacs, right here. Uh, at least co written with Tom Minton, who, of course, we all know is uh, the inspiration uh, for the brain in many ways. But in this cartoon, uh, this documentary filmmaker is talking about Wacko Warner, uh, you know, with a giant picture of Wacko behind him. And the picture keeps coming to life whenever the filmmaker looks away.
2: I'd like to present the result of this. The result of this fascinating session in a work I call Ten Short Films About Waco Warner. I hope you... hmm, I hope you enjoy the film.
0: They, They go into showing these ten films. So I'm going to go through these ten films as quickly as I can. And then we're going to talk about which ones we thought were, you know, the funniest or or whatever. The first one is called Lunch with Steven. Yay! And, and of course we all know it's uh it has to be Steven Spielberg, of course, cuz you can't say Steven on Animaniacs without thinking of Steven Spielberg, unless it's that one guy who's, you know, in the please 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 get a life foundation <laughs> and he's coming to the Warner's party, but whatever. Uh <laughs> but in this case Wacko is having lunch with Steven Spielberg, of course, um, but it's over the phone, um, like a speakerphone. And I thought this might have been kind of a reference to the fact that, you know, that's how I think most of the writers uh, had their interactions with Steven Spielberg, because he was always so busy across the world making movies and everything that that was probably their main interaction. In fact, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but wasn't Tom Ruger even, I think he talked to us about being hired for Tiny Toons. And coming into the room thinking that Steven Spielberg was going to be there. And it was just a conference call <laughs>
2: with, yeah. with Steven well, Spielberg. Well, I, I, I don't remember if it was Tiny Toons or Animaniacs. But, um, yeah, he, he had a meeting scheduled. And then he, he thought he was going to be there in person. And everybody was gathered around the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, Kelly, because I know you want to know, the first time <laughs> yes. I met Steven Spielberg, I walked in the room and there he was, and it was a speaker box because he wasn't in the room. Oh, oh what a It was just phone. It was a phone machine, oh. and there were like a whole bunch of people gathered at this table around this phone machine, and we're all leaning into the phone machine. Stephen, how are you? Okay, we've got a lot of energy, okay. Anyway, uh, the meeting went very well. We had a, a face-to-face the following week, and it, it obviously, uh, the tiny tunes, uh, meetings went very well. And we ultimately, uh, were in production on that.
1: So,
0: the, the, you know, close to home, I'm sure for the writers, uh, volunteerism, uh, wacko goes to volunteer to be pet by a bunch of old people and they all fight over him and they all want to pet him. I guess he's kind of like a therapy dog thing, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like a cat or something. Yeah, you know.
0: therapy, cat, dog, bug, penguin, something. Uh, Wacko plays golf with Benny Hill, just like it says. Uh, he runs around. He, they, you know, he's he's hitting Benny Hill on the head with a golf club, and then Hello Nurse walks by, and they chase Hello Nurse around the golf course, just like a Benny Hill skit. And the the wacky sax kind of playing in the background sounds very much like the Benny Hill theme. <laughs> Did either of you have any experience watching Benny Hill at all when you were younger?
2: no, I've just seen uh. like parodies mm
0: it It was something okay. that I know that like my aunt, I think I saw watching, and they were they were laughing hysterically, but whenever I saw it, when like reruns of comedy central it it was never that funny to me. It just seemed like the same kind of <laughs> gags each time lady walks by and you chase her around and yeah, anyway, that's Benny Hill. The next one is Alone Time, and it's just Wacko sleeping on a terrible-looking couch. He needs to get a better couch. Um, my dinner with Wacko was Dr. Scratch and Sniff and Wacko eating dinner together, and uh, Dr. Scratch and Sniff is talking about the Mayan ruins, and he ends up stacking these uh, pieces of bread with mashed potatoes and talking about we're all stones in life and... and. Uh, Wacko is listening and drinking a giant soda and burps and has like the longest Maurice LaMarche burp on record in Animaniacs.
2: Then it hit me. We are stones. Piled together in a medley of life. One on top of the other. Alone we are simply stones. Brock but united. We are structures, buildings, societies. You know what I mean?
0: which causes, of course, all the food to fly onto Dr. Scratch and Snip. Rehearsing with Martha Graham, Martha Graham, of course, was the famous choreographer, and she tries showing Wacko how to run into a wall uh, in a, you know, the most artistic way possible. There's a great scream at the end where she goes out the window. Uh, staring at the camera is wacko staring at the camera uh, a big duet is uh wacko having a duet with uh frank sinatra and uh he just burps so there you <laughs> go and it also features a parody as uh, uh, richard stone is a parody in that as well as the oh voice the the voice engineer's name who i totally forget who uh, who is also featured in uh Yes Always. I'm forgetting his name, forgive me, but uh yeah, he's he's featured in that as well. Uh the dollar store Mitch is back from Drive Insane. And this time he's working at a dollar store and he shows Wacko that everything's a dollar at the at there. And he you know, Wacko's like, this, this, he's like, Yes, that's a dollar. This, yes, that's a dollar.
2: How much is this? It's a dollar! It's all a dollar! That's a dollar. That's a dollar over there. That's a dollar. That's a dollar. Everything's a dollar! Everything? Everything! Thank you. Yeah, goodbye already. That guy was so dumb! (gasps) Uh Uh-oh.
0: And everything is gone. Womp womp. Uh, and then that's enough of that. Is the the last one, and all it is is Wacko kind of telling the documentary guy to leave him alone, and the documentary guy won't leave him alone. The next thing that happens is, of course, Wacko just gets fed up with it and smashes the camera.
2: Even now, we can be assured that the Wacko Warner boy is devising. <laughs>
0: the end well there we go that those are the uh the the different segments right there uh kelly nathan what do you think uh what did you think about the the segments uh were they were they great were they not great uh kelly let's start with you
2: Well, i liked lunch with steven because steven spielberg <laughs> um i liked him i they were just so random and and short and um just thought that was sort of an interesting uh, way of looking into the life, or the so-called life of a wacko. Just uh, kind of fun little segments, and um, I thought the Martha Graham one was hilarious.
0: Agreed. Uh, Nathan, what about you? What, what's, what segments of this uh, stood out for you?
1: Uh, um the Everything's a Dollar was uh that seemed like it almost could have been a whole segment of just it's of just that. Um and I don't know, I would I would almost just see a whole episode of just uh short segments like this. It might be fun. Uh it just kinda sucks that Simpsons beat them to it by like two years, I think.
0: <laughs> That's true. But it was still um, still good, you know, either way. It was yeah, different. It was, it was different it was The Simpsons different. did like much longer segments though, with that that yeah, was like a pulp exactly. fiction Kind of
1: episode, right? Mm -hmm.
0: I think that's. But it was based off the
1: same. I don't know what the what those both were based off. I never saw the source material, but uh, uh, the the, that was thirty two short films, whatever. So, Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't really (laughs) thirty (laughs) two short. Yeah, but uh, uh, it was fun. I I also um, the my dinner with uh, Wacko, um, Doctor Scratch and Sniff making the things. It reminded me of Close Encounters. I don't know if that was intentional or not. but I thought so, too. Oh, I was
2: going to say that, because when you were talking about that, I was thinking that was a... because I didn't realize that was mashed potatoes. I mean, I don't know what it was, but I thought that that was a missed opportunity for him to recreate Devil's Tower and be all, this means something. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) See, I was getting that vibe, too, but he was just talking... it almost sounded like if Indiana Jones... Uh, was abducted by aliens and was just uh, constructing Mayan temples out of mashed potatoes and bread. I don't know. <laughs> it was kind of like this weird combination.
2: That sounds like the plot of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's what happens, the first thing that happens in, in in the next Indiana Jones film, is he starts making stuff out of uh, mashed potatoes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this means something.
0: All in all, it, it was cute. Uh this is this was a, you know, there wasn't much to latch onto in this one before I moved on to the next one. If, uh, like Nathan, you said that you wish that the Mitch one was a little bit longer. I kind of, I would like to see the Mitch one extended and the Dr. Scratch and Stiff one, I guess, extended. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, what
2: about the Spielberg one? Well,
0: the Spielberg one, too, but it, it's, I guess really what the problem was with, with all of these was it, they were all just kind of, you know, you had one joke, and then you moved on mm-hmm. to the next one. And Um, like the Spielberg one, I'd love to see, I I guess you could kind of extend that to in some way to, to stuff going on, you know, like you're on the phone with Steven, you're trying to make everything sound cool, like on the other end, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to. And then also
1: like he's driving or something, you know, you could still on on the 405 kind
0: of
2: thing. Yeah, (laughs) that's true.
0: That's true. I guess you could. Lines,
2: lines. We need more lines, more shadows, Mm -hmm.
0: more shadows. Um, all right, so yeah, you're right. That I could definitely see the the lunch with Stephen one extended as well, um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It reminded me a lot of those artistic kind of films. You know, you'd have to like when I was in college and I took a film class. It reminded me of a lot of these little things that your teacher would make you watch, and you go, uh huh. <laughs> but <laughs> but other than that, um, that, that that's that. Well, let's go ahead and get to the next cartoon, which is No Time for Love. And No Time for Love was written by Marlo Weissman and Larlaine Arkow. It was directed by Adu Payton. And uh, Kelly, tell us what happens here in uh, No Time for Love.
2: There is a cuckoo clock and a bird in the, a cage that looks just like Carluda from West Side Pigeons.
0: Oh, you're right.
2: Yep. And, uh, but unlike Carluda, she she doesn't talk she just you know chirps like a bird because she is a bird and um so the the clock strikes and the the cuckoo comes out and goes cuckoo and he sees is she it says in the show notes she's a canary i don't know um i guess she does kind of look like a canary but whatever kind of bird she is um (laughs) he sees her and he you know thinks she's cute And starts, you know, cuckooing at her, and she seems kind of interested. But then it's time for him to go back in the cuckoo clock. So he keeps coming back out every time the clock chimes, and he. Is wearing like a tuxedo and has flowers for her, and doesn't even really manage to give her the flowers c- before the cuckoo clock pulls them back. Then he's playing a piano, and then <laughs> next thing you know, they're getting married, but he's not even able to kiss her before it's time for him to go back in the clock. So then he comes up with all these ways to disconnect himself from the cuckoo clock, and he tries a rocket. And a grenade. And finally she just picks him up off the perch. And puts him down. So he's finally off the the cuckoo clock. But then she gets grabbed by it. And is in the clock. So then um, she comes out and cuckoos at him. And uh, then they both get pulled back into the clock. And I guess live happily ever after.
0: It's a lot of near misses with this one, isn't it? It's like they keep getting so close. Uh, There was a cute little moment at the very end where he put, you know, that she gets pulled in without him. And then he was lighting little candles for her, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was kind of cute. Well, yeah, this there's uh, just a couple references. I mean, he dresses up as Liberace at one point, uh, which I which spoiler alert. I don't think Liberace was much of a ladies man. Um <laughs> but he's still saying to her. And uh there was also the uh, uh he dressed up as evil Knievel, you know, when he was doing that Daredevil thing. Uh, you can also see some, you know, Sylvester's suffering succotash, a bunch of you know, a can of succotash at one point. And
1: uh, uh yeah.
0: It was it was very similar to I you know, I wanna say there's a Merry Melodies cartoon or some disney silly symphony cartoon where uh, you know i think it was like a guy on a clock as wants to fall he falls in love with a, a a music box ballerina or something like that this is is very kind of similar plot where you get two characters falling in love with each other but they have to overcome some kind of a obstacle this was surprising to me to see another one-off with these characters again. You know, we haven't seen one of these in quite some time on Animaniacs. Um, what were your thoughts about this episode, guys? This cartoon, I should say. I guess Nathan, let's start with you this time.
1: Um. Uh. Well. Uh. It was fine. Like it was kind of repetitive, but uh, I liked how he kept saying "cuckoo." I guess. Uh <laughs> when he when he shoots off in the rocket, uh the different ways he says cuckoo is pretty funny. And I'm glad they ended up together, I guess. It's nice.
0: Well it's definitely Frank Welker esque. I mean there's so many Frank Welker things going on in this this particular one, you know? You have uh you have him doing both the voice of the cuckoo bird and of the the girl, the canary, as well. So uh it was interesting to hear him doing both different different kind of sounds and to me his canary sounds a lot like Abu the monkey you know it's just it's 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 a kind of a mix between a monkey and a bird I think uh, Kelly what about you what did you like about this cartoon
2: I thought it was sweet I um you know they're like these little star cross lovers and you know just trying to find a way to be together and I thought it was sweet yeah
0: I think overall it was probably one of the better of uh, these one-off cartoons that we've seen. I mean, it was definitely better than the the what was the one where it was the moth and the fly. Do you remember this one or there? I'm totally forgetting what it's called, but uh, something from one of the ones from season one that just didn't really stand out for me. But I I, I thought this one was cute. It was nice.
2: Kids WB will be right back! Yup, after these messages! And we, we hope, hope that, that you'll, you'll be, be back, back too! Greetings, persons perusing podcasts. Are you looking for something a little different for your Star Wars-themed shows? Then join millions of others who now proudly call themselves scoundrels. I don't think it's millions, taxes. It has to be close by now. After all the word of mouth and interwebs, nothing exists in a vacuum, Dennis. Space does. I'm not sure what this space vacuum you're talking about is. Never mind. So if you're looking for a unique show for news, hot space opinions, unique discussion points with our hypotheticals, or taxes and musings with Saber Clash, then tune into Starships, Sabres, and Scoundrels with me, Dennis Kefley. Me, Jay Krebs. And me, your humble little dark lord of the shtick, Dark taxes. From failed bits to musical guests to dancing wookies, you never know who might drop by. You really never do. So start your engines, fire up your sabers, hold on tight and join us for Starships, Sabres, and Scoundrels. Part of the RetroZap Podcast Network.
0: Hey, Robert, why should people listen to another retro gaming podcast? You mean our cast, David? We do have to keep this short, you know. Yes, well, I guess we should start with the fact we celebrate old school video games. And we have awesome guests and game giveaways. Don't forget that. Plus, our game show and your favorite segment, Random Select. <sighs> Don't remind me. Are we done yet? Listen to our cast, another retro gaming podcast, part of RetroZap.com. Finally, back to my beer.
2: Hey, you guys, it's Rob Paulson here. Um, I am so thrilled that we have the cast to continue to find a way to help me to get a frickin' job. Thank you for listening. Bye!
0: Uh, let's go ahead and get to our last cartoon for today, and it is called The Boo Network.
1: <laughs>
0: the Boo Network is a story by John Dubiel? I think that's how I pronounce it, Dubiel, and directed by Charles Visser. And uh, Nathan, tell us what happens here in the Boo Network.
1: Oh, boy. Okay, so Thaddeus Plotz is holding a meeting with all the WB uh, representatives or something, and uh, apparently uh, the network ratings are very low, So, and it's all Johnson's fault, whoever that guy is, a new guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, it's all his fault. But luckily, uh, Thaddeus Plot has hired a new man, uh, and he's all—he's a human being, of course. But his name is Boo, um, and uh, Mister Boo. And it turns out he's not actually—he's a, a chicken. So okay, what? we won't find that out later. So what was, I think so. Okay, so right now uh, he is this human being, uh, <laughs> and uh, Mister Johnson loses his job, and he has to become an assistant to him. And he's like, hey wait a second, Um, this Mr. Boo is proposing all these shows that have to do with chickens. Uh, So like there's uh, 60 Clucks instead of 60 Seconds and there's uh, The Egg Files, there's Melrose Coop and David Featherman is going to be a late night host. These are all like chicken themed things. Um, You know, and he's like, I think that guy's a chicken. And everyone's like, hey, you know, you just lost your job. You're on thin ice. You know, that kind of gist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, and the, uh, the WDB network starts doing really great. All the ratings are going up and up, and everyone's getting really excited, and they, of course, just rip off uh, his clothes for some reason, and they find out he's a chicken. Because that's what
2: you do <laughs> to go up, apparently. Yeah, yeah, if you
1: really like someone, you uh, just start tearing off their shirt and pants and all that, so... <laughs>
0: Hey, hey, hey! Don't paw it, Mister Boo. <laughs> what is it? What's the matter?
1: What? what the
2: I told you he's a chicken.
0: It, you know, and, uh, Hollywood fired, has its so. problems. We all know this. You know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. No,
0: that was. I think that's pretty much. It's, they uh, kick him know, out the window. This is one of the worst up things up. for Chicken Boo. <laughs> Ever. He he gets he gets thrown out of a 30-story window or something like that. It's pretty <laughs> intense this time. But he just lands on his butt and walks away, so it's all good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh,
0: well, you know, obviously they do a lot of references to TV shows in this. The wonderful world of Colonel Feathers, which, of course, the wonderful world of Disney, with this cool Tinkerbell chicken flying around. The movie they're showing is the... Uh, Charlie the Lonesome Chicken, uh, instead of Charlie the Lonesome Cougar. Which, if you listen to our previous episode with Paul Rugg and Tom Ruger, you'll know that Charlie the Lonesome Cougar is, in part, one of the influences for the uh, woodchuck. What's that woodchuck's name? Like Baynarts the woodchuck. So I thought that was kind of cool to see <laughs> that reference come up again. Henhouse improvement instead of home improvement. Full nest, you know, full house. Uh, that's about it right there. Well, what did you guys think about today's uh, this uh, chicken boo? Uh, Kelly, what did you think?
2: I thought the references were funny. Um, you know, the X-Files and Melrose Place and stuff. It reminded me of some of the old shows that used to come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, X-Files, I guess, still comes on, sort of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was never really a fan of the X-Files. I just know that it's not what it used to be. Whenever it's on now these days, people are angry about it. So I'm like,
2: oh, I I lost interest after a couple episodes.
1: Oh, that's too bad. Well, uh, Nathan, what did you think? Um, it was a little long. I mean, it was the longest chicken boo I've it, ever it, seen. It was. I was <laughs> I was looking at the the count of how many
0: like. I was like, wow, we're getting into a chicken boo, and this is the last segment, and this is going to be a long one. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a l- little long, but, um, it was, I mean, it was funny. I don't think it's my favorite chicken boo. Um, cause like a lot of the jokes are like, it's, it's the same kind of thing. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it was fun seeing Thaddeus plots in it though. Cause he's never been in chicken boo. Uh, he did meet chicken boo before. Remember he was, uh,
0: he was uh, yeah. interacting with him when he was the lawyer. And <clears> but kept... that, that wasn't a
1: chicken boo cartoon. That's true. That's true.
0: (laughs) Well, there we go. Those are our three cartoons for today. Uh, Let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. So what do you guys think out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give today's episode? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you.
2: I will go with three and a half. Uh, I thought all the segments were pretty strong um, even though they were short uh, but they they had uh, funny moments and there was the Spielberg reference and um, the only thing I guess it was missing there were there were no fun songs in the episode um, but even the the chicken boo was pretty funny Yeah,
1: Nathan, what about you? Oh uh, I'm gonna say uh, two and a half. Uh, I, I I thought the middle segment was kind of a little too long, and the chicken poo was maybe a little too long. I thought they were all just a little too long. I guess I, I wanted more content. I just I'm too demanding. I want more. But uh, <laughs> well, I'll uh,
0: yeah. I'll land right in the middle of you 2 I'll give it three. Um, yeah, because it it was it was fine, but yeah, it, it just it kind of lacked a little bit of. I don't know, a little substance, I suppose. Um, I liked the bird one a little bit more than I thought I would, uh, which I sh- we should say, Kelly, is probably, might be another Indiana Jones reference, right? Or maybe not.
2: I I will assume that it is. Okay. Because everything leads to Steven Spielberg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. I, okay, so we'll agree. There are three Spielberg references in this cartoon, we're going to say officially put that in your <laughs> w- wikipedia's everybody uh, <laughs> so well let's go ahead and uh get to some contact information kelly where can people get in contact with you online
2: i'm on twitter at yoda princess y-o-d-a-p-r-n-c-s-s or you can email me kelly at big all
1: right and nathan what about you uh ft is where you can find me on twitter Okay,
0: fantastic. And as for the AnimaniCast, we are on Facebook. Follow us there. We're on Twitter. Give us a like. and uh, Or is it follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook? Whatever. You know what to do. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, is of course. And you can send us an email, which is Animaniacast at RetroZap.com. And speaking of RetroZap.com, you should head over there today. There's a lot of great articles every single day. And tons of different podcasts that you should listen to for all of your pop culture needs plus we have a great Discord channel which you can access by going to discord.animaniacast.com discord.animaniacast.com that'll bring you right into that channel where you can talk to us and other uh, RetroZap creators. It's a great place to talk to about liking pop culture stuff, Star Wars and Animaniacs and toys and who knows what else it's all over there well let's go ahead and wrap it up for today so for nathan and kelly this is joey saying good night everybody good night everybody
2: good night everybody Good, good. I'm glad we could spend some time together.